So I'm going to call up Peter. Then we've got Martin, Ruben, Ruatoto, Simon Bullcock, and Wayne Duxbury. So we're going to call, fantastic, Peter Smith. Thank you, Peter. Good morning, church. Okay, first of all, let's pray, eh? All right, Father, I thank you that we can all be here today. I pray that we may recognize that you're the most amazing daddy of all time and that we may encounter your love afresh today and that we may grow a little closer to you. I also pray that your words may be spoken, not mine, and that your heart comes through. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so Captain Dad is our theme today. And so for me, I think, um, you know, that means basically we're in charge of the house. Um, but coming with that means also that we have all the responsibility. The buck stops with us. Um, I think that is, I mean, what are you? So, but lucky enough he gave us a co-pilot, a first mate, or, you know, if you talk like Batman and Robin, you know, a sidekick. Um, and to me, your co-pilot or your first mate gives advice, guidance, where our decisions, choices and actions may be questionable. They even take over or may take control in situations where we need help. God has blessed me with an amazing first mate. She challenges me and holds me accountable in every way possible. Deborah's amazing. We've gone through some big challenges lately, and the company that I worked with decided they were going to close the shop up. And so one of the options for me was to go to Auckland Monday to Friday and come home. But for our family, that wasn't going to work. And so after some discussion, we, um, talked, we came to the decision that Deborah going back to work was probably the best option for us. And anyway, for Deborah, she, um, she walked into this role with familiarity and with confidence, knowing what she was doing. For me, stepping back as the breadwinner and going to being the stay-at-home dad was a massive challenge. Um, I mean, you know, so that, that in itself came with a bunch of struggles. Um, One-time management, I suck at that. But, <laughs> but and feelings of inadequacy and having big boots to fill, um, so Deborah helps me be a better dad and, and a better captain, but she's not always there, and that's where God left a better helper, um, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. On a good day, I make good decisions, okay decisions. On a bad day, I make terrible decisions. <laughs> um, I found and find myself reliant on the Holy Spirit more and more every day. Yeah. Um, I need his, his guidance, his comfort, and his reminder of his word in my life every day. Um, as I and, and as I rely on his word and his his guidance more, I find that we have less outbursts, both Mackenzie's and mine. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is a helper who teaches and reminds. In John chapter fourteen, verse twenty-six, in the ESV version, Jesus told his disciples, "The Holy uh, the Holy Spirit, whom thy Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you." and counsellor in the King James Version. The meaning of this word relates to legal counsel. The Holy Spirit provides wise counsel in Christ, in Christ, uh, to Christ's followers. Yeah. <clears throat> Jesus knew he would be going away and that his followers would need the Holy Spirit as their helper and advocate to remind him of his, uh, them of their te- his teachings. Yeah. The Holy Spirit dwells in his believers and, for, and, f- and fills them. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 in the ESV do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? So guys, as we are the captains of our house, yes, the buck may stop with us, 
but God has left us an amazing co-pilot. And for all you single moms out there and stuff like that, God has given you the Holy Spirit so much more as well. So you're not alone. You're not doing this on your own. You have an amazing co-pilot. You have an amazing daddy in heaven pouring out his love on you. So today, guys, just remember that you're not doing it on your own and that the glory goes to God. Awesome. Thank you, Peter. Martin Kemp. Martin, here he is. Cool. Just so you know, it's not always easy standing up here speaking. Some of these guys, this is Martin's first time. But you know what? You're going to, not. I shouldn't say you're going to kill it. What's the other, where you're going to holy spirit it. <laughs> Yeah, I um, just want to quickly pray. Um, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to um, share this word and um, just pray the song gets touched by it. In your mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. <coughs> um, yeah, just super ultra mega Father's Day. Shout out to our Heavenly Father and to all the um, fathers in the nation. Um, kia ora, Fanu. For any of you that don't know who I am, my name is Martin. I am married to Nalis. <laughs> I just got to read this slowly because it's like a minute strong. <laughs> we, we have five beautiful children and three angel babies. On, on the 2nd of August, 2006, I was... Uh, was the date I became a father. As a teenager myself, it was a challenge, not having a relationship with my earthly father. I was brought up in a broken home, which back then seemed normal. I grew hatred towards him and carried a lot of hurt and anger. So I found it hard to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Fast forward 10 years, walking through a storm with the Lord as he broke off generational strongholds, addictions and barriers, fully surrendering to him. 2 Corinthians 3.17 For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. <laughs> healing, healing my heart, remolding me into the Father he had designed me to be, I was then able to forgive my Father. I was able to lead my family to Christ. John eight thirty six. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Being set free, I am able to bring my kids up in the ways of the Lord, having an open relationship with them, sowing God's love into them, finding joy in every moment, speaking peace into situations, having patience when times get tough, demonstrating kindness showing goodness when serving with an open heart, 
displaying faithfulness in everyday living, comforting them with ultra gentleness and exercising self-control. I leave you with the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Kia ora. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. That was awesome, eh? All right, I'm going to invite the next one up is uh, Ruben Ruatoto. Awesome. Welcome. Kia ora, church. I'll just pray quickly. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity to spread your word and show your big heart and your heart in my life. Um, Yeah, thank you. Amen. Uh, First and foremost, I'd like to um, honor and praise the Heavenly Father for making everything possible, for blessing me with a family. Um, When I became a father, my my life changed. Uh, I did not know the Lord at this time. I knew I I had to change the way I lived to give my son the best upbringing I could offer. Being a man of the household comes with huge responsibilities. This can, prov- uh, sorry. this can be very overwhelming. The pressure of providing, leading, and protecting your family can be very heavy. This is because we were never meant to do this alone. Yeah. I've noticed the difference since I um, have been walking with Jesus. Galatians 5.22 It says the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. He fills us with this and it overflows into our families. Like how Jesus speaks life into us and believe, uh, I believe in speaking life into your household is powerful. The words we speak into our children needs to be building them up. Even if they have done something wrong, although we have to correct them, we still need to love and encourage them. Proverbs Proverbs, um, 16, 24, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. And um, quality time... When you spend, spend time with God, it brings you closer, to, closer together, and it's the same with your children. Um, the, last, the past couple of weeks have been, um, have been very hard, um, hard for me, um, working crazy hours most days, leaving when the, the kids are asleep and getting home when they wake up. It has been, um, it has been hard on our relationship, but... But this weekend, Charlotte was away at, um, at a women's conference, so I had um, plenty of overflow. <laughs> it, w- it was a circus, but it was awesome, and I feel, um, I feel uh, um, closer already. So through Jesus, we have been given... Thank you very much. ...to be the fathers that God created us to be. Thank you very much. 
Awesome. Simon Bocock. Are you here, Simon? Here's another. All these dads are amazing. And Simon helps oversee the kids' ministry with his beautiful wife, Kate, and they are, at the moment, jumping their hats out at the trampoline place next door. So here we are. Cool. It's a great opportunity to speak to you. For those who don't know me, I'm Simon, and I've got four kids. Um, I'm the most experienced father who seems to be speaking today, which just means I'm the oldest. Uh, <laughs> but I'm still inspired by my fellow brothers in Christ. It's great to hear the stories, and I'm never too old, never too old to learn. I thought I'd take a slightly different tack today, given I'm, I just want to speak from my experience um, as a father and some of the practical things that I've learned along the way, which I think can help others. Um, I really want to cover three aspects. One is having absolutes in life. Uh, the second is about not sweating the small stuff. And the third, it's, it's not all about stepping up as a dad. It's about stepping in. First, about absolutes. Hopefully, everybody knows what absolutes are. These are the things that you just never waver on. And absolutes are really, really good as a Christian dad because it means you get decisions right 99% of the time because the decision has already been made. And in our house, we have absolutes, things like prioritizing going to church as a family is one. Serving the Lord. We've got a big sign from Joshua saying, for as me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Um, honoring my wife and always being united is always important with kids. Giving and being generous, as Ruth was talking before about giving generous, that we get blessed back from that, and it sets a great example. And also we'll be a house of worship. So that's one of the things in our house that's dear to us, that we will worship the Lord. But it's not all about the big high and mighty stuff. We also have absolutes in our house, like our kids can't stay at other people's places unless we know them really, really well. And that means when you get into awkward situations, when people ask you, they know the answer is no. Um, other ones, I've got older teenagers, that I will be there to pick them up with any time, anywhere, with no questions asked. And also, blame me. If you don't want to go somewhere, say your dad won't let you go and blame me. I'm willing to take all the blame. We can have the discussion later about what happened and all that, but at the point of time, I'm there whenever you need me. And I believe absolutes are really important for kids because they lead to consistency. And it leads to them knowing that you love them. And that leads ultimately for them knowing God loves them and having a relationship themselves with God. Because that's what it's all about with your kids, my kids, that they come into a relationship with God because we can't hold their hand forever. It's also been really important in my life, Absolutes. If your life is just shaking around you and things are going to custard, what Absolutes give you is something to stand on. When you feel weak, when you're not feeling like you're doing stuff, you're always at this level. You're not at this level, which is really important. Um, and secondly, I'm not sweating the small stuff. So that's related uh, to the first one. So not sweating the small stuff is what's important in life. Does it really matter if they don't clean their room? Does it really matter what their hair looks like? Does it really matter if they won't talk to you one day? It's, it's to me, <laughs> it's about the bigger picture and what you really put your focus on. Same with when people first get to know the Lord. It's about what's important in their life. And as they've as God reveals, them to, reveals him to them, the other stuff will all fall in place. However, this doesn't mean that you don't have any boundaries. My, my boy, I've told him he can't go out with anybody in cars until I know him, and he's invited them around to our house, and I, and I know them. 
um, which is really important to me. But kids will let to learn from their own mistakes, just like we all did, but in a box, obviously. And lastly, um, one which really touched my heart as soon as I was asked to speak, this is what came to me, um, was it's about stepping in as a father, not just about stepping up. So we hear a lot about people criticizing dads that they don't step up, that they don't step up in life. But I believe myself that's only about 20% about being a dad is stepping up. And stepping in is the rest of it. Stepping in is being there. This is when the small stuff matters. It's having those birthday parties for your kid. So I counted, we've had like 50 of them. My wife has birthday parties every single year for every child. It's about that. It's also about going to the netball game. It's doing the dancing, doing the walking, driving around all the time, playing with the dolls, being there. But it's about that small stuff. And that's one thing I've learned about coming up here from my previous life. It was about having more time with your kids and prioritizing that. So you can go to the swimming pool at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and leave work for half an hour and go back. Which is, which is great. Um, and I personally, it also comes to me, that's an honor being a dad, um, that God has chosen you and each one of us to be a dad, which is amazing. And he wouldn't have given it to us if we couldn't cope with it. And it's the same principle that I apply to in kids' church. So that's what we're about with kids. We're about providing them consistency. We're about letting them be who they are. We're not trying to put them in a box and say, you've got to be like this. You can have fun. You can do stuff, which is really important. And they got to know that God loves them. And I just want to finish on a scripture which got spoken over me oh, 18 years ago, maybe, um, just after Gabby was born. And I think it applies to me and all of our kids. And this is what they needed. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future, which is Jeremiah 29, 11. Awesome. Thank you very much. Fantastic. So good. When? Last but not least, we are excited. We have another dad. When he serves so faithfully in church as well, he's on the setup team. Gets here early in the morning, don't you? Thank you. I have to. I've got four kids. Foo, eh? Father's Day. We made it. Our one day. Um, here's a little fact for you guys. I don't know, but just between the five men that stood up here today, there's 17 children. 17 children. So we're responsible for one classroom. So if you've just moved up here and you're starting a young family, it's gonna, there's something in the water or something. Expect more children. Um, and yeah, I, it's a privilege to stand up here and, and share with uh, these other men who um, I do life together with them. We're with the Lord and the heart for their children. Through set up and... Um, there's a heart, they have a heart for the Lord and a heart for their children. And um, that's what it's really about. When I guess when you have kids, your, your mindset changes from your relationship with the Lord to then like um, f- discipling your children. It becomes a family discipleship, you know, and uh, that's, that's important. I think it's important that that mindset shifts. So um, I, I just want to share a little bit about what it is for me and what it looks like in my life and what it means to me, and um, a little scripture for um, is Proverbs twenty-two six, and it's train up a child in a way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And um, that's massive in our family. We we spend a lot of time um, being present to our children and, and how they're growing, and um, 
I've got a little funny, but when I asked Christy for, I, it's, I know it's a simple scripture, I wanted a simple scripture, and I said to my wife, I said, oh, I need something simple, you know, men are a little bit simple, but I don't want to expect it over, and I said, no, I said, oh, have you got another word, and she goes, dodo, yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't no, I want to so I have four boys, and um, I feel a heavy responsibility to be a leader, and not just a leader of the family, but uh, a strong leader as a man, not as just a male, as a man. And, um, you know, there's plenty of scripture and if, in the word, and I, I, challenge, I challenge us males to, to get in there. There's, there's so much scripture around us males leading as, as Pete brought up and being a man of the home. Um, so this means I'm accountable for my actions, and that means my actions should represent my words. You know, that's important that um, whatever I speak in my house, that I'm following that with my actions because kids, kids don't miss anything. They will, they will hold you up for your word. Um, it means I dream bigger things for my children. And this means um, as, as much as, you know, you, can, you, you want them to be professional athletes or famous musicians or successful financially, but there's bigger things than that. You know, you dream that they will pursue the Lord, they will find the love for the Lord that, that you have, that they will walk out their purpose according to what the Lord has for them. These are bigger things than being an athlete and, and bigger things than being rich and, and all those sorts of things. Um, it means that I teach with my heart. You know, sometimes it means sitting back and praying and declaring and meditating on how I shape and mold and disciple godliness and life into them, you know, into my children. It means I pursue the things I want to see in my children. You know, we're constantly striving. I'm constantly striving to, you know, what I, what I do for my kids to make sure that they're growing up in the right way. It means I'm accountable for how, what I communicate to my children in front of them. Um, it means in my house, I get to be a hero, you know. You know, and that, it, this is so important that I think that your kids see you as that hero, you know. And who else gets that? You know, I am full-time recreational organizer. So I just, I'm in charge of all the fun. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. But it's so good. I get to try all the food to make sure it's not poisonous. You know? That's wearing off, but I'm going to ride it for as long as I can. No, so um, I just think we're so blessed to be in this role as a father. And God has put us there um, to be a father. And what's so cool is we have the perfect role model in him the perfect role model, and you just turn to him for guidance, and um, but I guess, and what I've just said and shared sounds perfect, you know, and, and um, in a perfect world, what I just shared with you happens every day, and, um, and you know, it's all runs smoothly, but we don't live in a perfect world, and no one's perfect, and I get it wrong, and sometimes I come down a little bit hard, and sometimes I say the wrong things, and sometimes I overreact, my wife's quick to point it out, and then, but do you know what? That um, the Lord Christ went to the cross for us, and His grace covers me when I make those mistakes and I fall short. And I know the Lord will press into the things where I'm falling short, and He'll break the chains, and He'll help me grow in the areas where I am. So, um, what does it mean for me to follow Christ as a father um, and, and be a father with Christ? It means that I'm a man and not just a male. Thank you.
Awesome, man. Oh, so blessed. So blessed to be in the house with some such amazing fathers. Uh, Martin, for your first time, my brother. Awesome, my bro. I just want to give you a shout out there, my bro. Yeah. It is not easy to come up here, and it's not easy to come up here and share in front of a bunch of people, but you've got a grace for it, my bro. You've got a grace for fatherhood. You're just, you, you inspire me as a father. You know, you, you, have, you have such power in yourself. I can see such power in you, but I see such grace and gentleness with your babies, and it's an amazing thing to, to watch and an amazing, amazing thing to see, and your babies are blessed to have you as a father. And that same goes for every, every dad that got up here and spoke. Uh, but I am disappointed, to be honest, in each and every one of you. It is Father's Day, and I have not heard one single dad joke. So as usual, I've got to come up here and make sure things get set right. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a, little bit of a dad joke here, and then I'm going to round up. So there's a piece of string. And this piece of string walks into a bar, I mean, walks into a coffee shop, walks into a coffee shop and orders a latte. Now, the barrister looks at him, barrister, barista looks at him, and he says, we don't serve your kind around here, mates. And the piece of string looks at him, gets all fired up, storms out of the bar, the cafe, gets all angry, ties himself in a knot, frazzles up his hair, and storms back into the bar with a sense of determination. And he says, listen here, I want my latte. The barista says, you're that same piece of string that came in here before, aren't you? And he says, I am afraid not. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. Come on. No, but I did, have some, I did have something. I did have something serious that I wanted to share and round up with at the end of that, now that that very important order of business is out of the way. And I just want to speak to those of you who may, maybe have walked into fatherhood examples of up here and, you're, and maybe feeling like you're not equipped to be that good father that we've just seen great examples of up here. And, you're, and maybe it's just burying you further down, just going, I, can, I can't, I'm not that. I'm not that. I want to be that. Or maybe if you are a single mum in this place and there's not a father in your house and you're just, you're just hearing, hey, it's so important to have a father in the house. It's so blessing to have a father in the house. And you're thinking, well, where's mine for my kids? You know, my dad, my dad, I want to speak in honor my dad at the, this moment because my dad didn't have a father. He, his father actually ended his own life when my dad was only two years old. And when he had kids, he had to make it up as he went along. And he didn't know, you know, but he did an all right job. And I honor my father. Because when I'm thinking of how to be a father, I think, how, what did my father do? How does my father act? How does my father react? But I'm telling you, for those of you who don't have that, and for those of you that don't know, and you feel like you've been messing it up, there is one father who is greater than all of them. And he is readily available to you because of what Christ did at the cross. And this is very real, very real. So I don't want to leave this house and I don't want you to leave this place without having an opportunity, if you do not know this Father, to receive Him into your life so that He can be your counselor, so He can be your guide, so He can be the Father in your household, so that He can continue to grow you so that He can pick you up when you fall down. 
so that he can give you the grace to raise your kids the way that they deserve to be raised in the way of the Lord. Now we can do this with a very simple prayer to receive Jesus into our lives because Jesus says, I am the only way to the Father. He is the only way to the Father. And it's not something you have to work for. It's not something you have to strive for. It's something He is offering to you this morning. And I don't know where you're at with Jesus. I don't know where you're at with God and what you believe or where you come from or how you feel about these things. But I'm telling you now, I couldn't be anywhere near the Father I am without my Father in heaven. And I couldn't be as close to Him as I am, closer than my very skin, closer than the very air I breathe, if it weren't for the fact that His Son came and made a way for that. 